Welcome to Bitstorm, a comedy game design podcast by two guys who know nothing about comedy nor game design. I'm Trevor Scott, and with me, as always, is the wonderful Ben Slinger. Hello, hello to our listening audience. Singular. <laughs> Singular audience. It's just you. It's just you. We know who you are. Thanks for listening. What are we doing this week, Trevor? On Some more uh, Click Pitch Garage. Yeah. What is Click Pitch Garage, you say? Ben, why don't you take that away? Sure. So, Click Pitch uh, is a game where we each have a random word generator in front of us. And on the count of three to one click, we get a new adjective and a noun and we jam those together into uh, a game design. Click Pitch Garage is when we add an additional little wrinkle to that and we add a specific game mechanic into every game in the episode just to sort of uh, let us play with that mechanic and explore the different ways it can be applied to different different types of games. So, last week, mm. we both said our things at each other and Ben said- Combo uh, meters. Combo meters. And I said streaming integration. That's we did right. combo meters last week, so we're doing streaming integration this week. That's right. And so, by streaming integration, for those who- might not know. And to be honest, I haven't had a ton of experience with this because I'm not a big Twitch watcher or anything like that. But uh, streaming platforms like Twitch have APIs and the ability to essentially have actions and comments and different things from the from the watching and listening audience uh, come into the game and, and, and actually have a, an effect on the game. They basically integrate in so the game can respond to messages and to different things. I think you can even create like buttons on the screen and different stuff with Twitch and with a few other things. So, yeah, it can there's, get quite in-depth. There's a there's a few things that I've seen out there that people have put into uh, games like Link to the Past and all that sort of stuff where it's actually fully linked in so mm. that people can, linked you in. know, <laughs> say uh, they, they can- it's fully Zelda'd in. Feel fully linked to the past in, um, they can, they can say reduced to one heart and they immediately get reduced to one heart for like yep. 30 seconds. And that's some o- of the often, stuff that already exists. Often the ones I've seen will be around voting for particular effects so that obviously if, if you've got 10,000 people watching, you can't have every person having some level of control. Uh, and so it might be certain moments come up and the players can vote or just as the game goes along, you can sort of put in commands which, in aggregate will then have an effect but we'll we'll just whatever sort of integration essentially from a watching audience uh could come into our games today and we'll play with that yeah so So three two one click yeah rampant ambiguity precious subsidiary precious subsidiary rampant ambiguity okay so funnily enough when i saw rampant and this is a bit of a tangent from that, but my mind went to the game Rampage. My, uh, my mind just immediately went to Grand Theft Auto and the Rampage little icons that you can do right. in Grand Theft Auto 3 in Vice City. Right. So, I don't know if we involve large mutated monsters walking around the city in some way. Mm. Uh, rampaging. I've I've got this- I've got this vision in my mind. You said rampaging monsters and that sort of stuff. And I started thinking science experiments and all this sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. And then I thought, what if there was like a domed city? Because I just, mm-hmm. I remember the, the Stephen Spielberg, uh, not Stephen Spielberg, Stephen King book yep. Under the Dome and all that sort of stuff. And I'm like, that's actually kind of a, a cool way of- Now a popular sort of- TV series. They got cancelled. They got cancelled after three seasons. Three's not bad. (laughs) Three isn't bad. Um, But I I started thinking, this could actually mean that, yes, you can see stuff outside the dome, but it's sort of walled into, like, an open world area that you're Mm. actually just within within this domed area. I like that. And you can add in some things like over time spectators start. Like when, once the world has realized this dome is impenetrable and there's this crazy shit going on inside, you just get camps starting to set up and then bleachers and then <laughs> the whole thing. And, you know, by the end of the whole thing is just this massive coliseum. Uh, yeah. Uh, what, what I started thinking of with the streaming integration because you were talking about science experiments. Uh, we talked about a subsidiary. That sort of makes me think like a, 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 slight, a less than ethical company that's, that's, this is their like science division. Uh, in yeah. The, like in a the shell sp- company of some, of some yeah. bigger organization. Like, but I Twitch. like the idea of mixing <laughs> these, I was going to say potions. That's not scientific, but mixing these things 
different elements of, of the thing where the audience knows that at certain proportions of different uh, elements will mm-hmm. result in a particular thing, but each person gets to put in one drop of something. Each person watching. Ooh, that's cool. So they get to choose one drop of one of the elements and they- So if they don't sort of work together or like, you know, if it's happening over time, you generally get a trend to see like, oh, where are these things happening? So it does end up basically being a poll in that way. Um, but the final results, you know, they're all dripping in, they're all dropping into this, you know, beaker or whatever and filling up and you're seeing that the numbers, the percentages change of how much of what proportion of, you know, the blue versus the red versus the yellow, uh, mixtures this is. And then once it's, full it's like okay they just it has whatever happens happens and it might be good it might be bad depending on what the proportions were yeah so are you thinking this is like um the streaming integration is doing stuff in the subsidiaries um lab sort of thing and they're creating i mean that new could just be, to yeah. drop in to the dome uh yeah potentially uh, it could just be like one aspect of the game is that the player you know, is, is tr- themselves is maybe building new monsters or like it's, it's about combining whatever potion they end up with, with a particular animal. And it might, yep. you know, the, the different things will do different, um, have different effects, like make them larger or make them give them huge teeth or give them wings or, or whatever. Um, and it could even be that those are a direct factor. Maybe it's not that it needs a specific proportion. It's that, oh, well, if it's got enough of the green liquid, then they're going to grow wings. Um, okay. Um, so I, I think the aim of the game is for the player to get out of this domed mm-hmm. city. Mm-hmm. And that is through breaking, finding a way of breaking through the border. Through the dome. Through the dome. Yeah. Now, it is actually, you know, just- like if you can work a way of actually digging underneath it, it does go down a bit, but it doesn't. It doesn't encapsulate. It's not like the, the full sphere. Yeah, it's not a full sphere. It's it's does it's have an Simpsons, edge to it. It's the Simpsons movie dome, not the uh, not under the, the under the dome dome. dome. <laughs> <laughs> because under the dome actually had a full on sphere. That, yes. That, yeah. Which is that was like a some insane, alien, like. alien thing that yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, so I think this dome is actually made of like a precious substance though. Not necessarily diamond, but it's also not glass. So it's sort of like it's uh, transparent aluminium. <laughs> That's freaking just the weirdest, the weirdest pull. <laughs> uh, I was going to go transparent titanium to like update it to the newer, mm-hmm. newer generation. Uh, so are we thinking this is single player though, other than the integration or? Because it gets a bit weird if there's multiplayer because you could have, like, multiple- <laughs> Everyone's got their own stream going. I mean, that could be- Does that happen? Chaotic. With these in- like, it these could be chaotic. I don't think it usually does because it's sort of, like, connected directly into the streamer's, like, version rather than connecting to, to the server. Like, <laughs> the, the way you did matchmaking was how many- viewers that you had so you were getting similar numbers of viewers in each in each streamer uh, in each player's stream and i look i think you can also play this without having an audience like you don't need the the streaming integration it's just that that does impact how quickly you can get out because they can really fuck up your monsters yeah i guess we with all of these we're going to need to think about that because generally companies don't want to make games where you require a certain people number of people watching to even play it but having said that, these are imaginary games. So, if we did want to do that and require an mm. audience, then we could. Uh, yes. If it made if it made the concept more interesting. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Uh, let's click again. Yeah, let's click again. I think that was a little a little, little dip in our toes into the water of how streaming integration might work, but um, we kind of went all over the place. Just a little bit. Ooh, inspired parrot. Practicable sarcasm. Practicable. Yeah. Practicable. Wait, practicable or practicable? There's no- Practicable. It's probably tr- practicable, but it's like- Able to be done or put into practice successfully. Right. Okay. Practicable. Practicable. So, therefore- pra- Yeah. Okay. Practicable sarcasm. I'm getting the really shitty words today, so- <laughs> <laughs> Just cut it. Just give no, us a I'm clean gonna, read I'm gonna and make, cut it out. I'm going to- That's why I did the couple of clean yeah. words. Okay. <laughs> All right, so inspired parrot and practicable sarcasm. Sarcasm. Oh, okay. So a sarcastic parrot. Oh, okay. I mean, I could see somewhere where you can have 
whatever, like the parrot's speech coming from Twitch in some way, coming from the viewers, whatever yes. that parrot is, we need to decide what its gameplay purpose is. <laughs> <laughs> the, more, the more viewers that you have, the more insane you become because- <laughs> The the parrot just never shuts up. <laughs> yeah, well, that would be an interesting. You, I wonder if you'd have to vote on like if the players would the the audience would have to vote on what it says or something like. Or you could have someone you know put forward an option. I want it to say this, and then it has to get a certain number of votes for it to go through or something. Uh, because yes, again, you don't want ten thousand viewers all giving you <laughs> things to say. Uh, we'd also have to very much watch for hate speech. Mm. That, that's um, where you, that's where you need some good NLP, you know, natural yeah, language processing, time, and just some real time natural language processing to filter out anything. Yeah, for sure. That we're not going to worry too much about that aspect of it. We're going to pretend that's solved. Mm-hmm. Whether that's by some oh, real time that NLP was solved in twenty twenty two, just banning every single bigot. Um, you know, because they're both very difficult tasks. <laughs> so, what is this parrot? Let, let's say we've got a parrot. The The audience can vote on what it says. Mm-hmm. Why? Okay. It's giving you clues as to where, where next to go. Okay. And so, it's it's one of these things of you're the, uh, say, apprentice of, like, this old salty sea dog sort of pirate okay. guy. Yeah. He had an old parrot, and when he passed away, the parrot actually knows where- where you know something's buried or something like that, and okay. the whole the whole idea is that you know you're trying to get to somewhere, but if if people have control over the parrot, you know the the directions of where to go could be totally screwed up. <laughs> so one thing, and and again because I don't know how well the Twitch integration works, is there any way of giving the audience information that the player doesn't have, other than I, just like player shut your eyes for ten seconds. <laughs> And well, the I, I don't. I don't see why you couldn't have the game actually providing like poll options to the um. Yeah, so that it could to the it chat. Could, you could probably write back into the chat or create polls that the player can't necessarily see. Or yeah, at effectively, least they can't participate like, in. Uh, effectively, they'd have to actually go and click on click yeah, on I mean, the poll each time. Yeah, and it sort of opens up like a, a you know a, a separate web page for them to just punch in there. Their values and all that sort of stuff, and then it gets sent Oh well, sent I mean, doesn't to Twitch have built-in polls? And like, is, isn't there built-in stuff? Yeah, I, don't know. <laughs> I mean, probably. I'm just assuming that it has at least some of that stuff built in, or at the very least, if you need to do it via like chat commands, that you can. Yeah. Um, okay, so is it like procedurally generated? Is it some sort of procedurally generated? It's buried at a certain place, and there, you know, there are like five to ten steps. That you have to go, that the player has to go through. Yeah, and I think that I think there's some other stuff that happens along the way, and um, I don't think it's like a sea of thieves. You know, you're you're travelling over the seas to, no, to no, go no. to this place. I think it's modern. Like I think it's he's, he's it's set of- under a dome. So so it's- <laughs> <laughs> no, I think he I think this old salty sea dog was sort of a bit of a throwback personality, right? Like he acted like yeah. a pirate, but it's it's 2021, um, and everybody thought he was a bit eccentric. Uh, but yes, then this parrot shows up at your window, um, the day after his funeral and is like, you know, buried treasure, buried treasure. And (laughs) (laughs) I'm just wondering if the buried treasure that you find along the way is just bits and pieces of his last will and testament. And this is like- Oh, it's more of a- It's a metaphorical treasure. Yeah. The treasure was the the story you learned along the way. Yeah. So, other things that- $10 million. Other things that, um, you know, the viewers could actually impact is- I'm thinking maybe there's a choice between who could actually be chasing after this treasure as well. So, so yeah, so the, that's one thing I do like. The I viewers like- kind of get the idea- Get the feeling that they can- I do like the idea that- Okay, this is a procedurally generated run, and essentially the viewers get to, like, alter the options that occurred. So, you know, it could be one of, you know, a hundred different types of, you know, again, if they're procedurally generated with abilities and and how they look and different things of who the um, antagonist is, but instead of them just being procedurally generated, the viewers get to guide that in some way and at least choose from some options or whatever uh, to say, okay, well, they're- you know, they're tall and they have red hair and they're a sharpshooter and, you know, they have a great sense of smell or whatever. And then that 
it, that affects how the player has to play through the game. It, it could be also cool that if you have to come across like someone that you have to have to talk to or get in get more information off you know you're looking for such and such within this cafe and they got to choose the name of the cafe and you know what what the yeah. what the person looked like with you know other simple polls and all that sort of stuff well and even having some free text then like the people get to submit the free text and then but and then everyone else votes on it right so you get things like you know the dick cunt cafe um but <laughs> whatever that's all the fun that's the fun of it <laughs> <laughs> depends on your audience. It depends on the type of audience that you have managed to to build, and it, and it depends on you know what what rating you put on the um you put on Twitch when you first went in. You know, yeah, did you did you want mature audiences? Um, you know, if you if you got one of the bigger streamers, then they've got mods, you know, moderators in there that can actually kick the bigots out and make sure that the kick the, the poll choices out. aren't kick the bigots out. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't quite found our nugget this week, but um, Not yet. look, I'm liking the different ways we're exploring how these integrations can work. Yes. Three to one click. Yeah. Fantastic. Bat. Relevant aardvark. Is is this like the new rare game? Yeah. You take a bat and an aardvark and you stick it together. You got a bat vark or an aardvark. I can't, I can't like that idea. Maybe it's an aardvark who wears a Batman mask and, you know, becomes bat vark. <laughs> <laughs> Can it be a bat who puts on an art box suit? <laughs> Tries to roll up in the ball while it's like flying. It flies down and then just rolls up into a ball and tumbles along. You know, crushes people and all this sort of stuff. All right, let's go a little bit deeper into the game itself before we bring in the integration first on this one. Yeah. Because I feel like that's maybe been hamstringing us a little. So, okay, bat bark. Sure. Uh, now, whether whether it's a you know a banjo kazooie aardvark bat situation, or whether it's an aardvark that has a beautiful, fantastic bat. Oh yes, like, it's an aardvark with a baseball bat. Yeah, is that that that? I feel like if they if he's actually beating people with it, that's going to raise up your your you know audience rating a little. But do we want to go? Do we want to go a bit darker and gritty, or is this still? I mean, while Lighten still keeping in that in that rare platformer kind of thing, yeah, it's just that he's like working for the mob and going around breaking people's knees. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I do like the idea of a of a mafia, the mafia bark, um, who is yeah, like just the the muscle, but trying to trying to become a made aardvark and and work his way up. I picture that he is an aardvark and he he's the he's the muscle for like. The sloth mafia. Because I yeah. can just picture them, you know, slothing around, not moving very fast and, you know, getting, getting, um, just Aaron check. the Aardvark. Aaron. So we're going to keep that double A. Double A. <laughs> it's the only thing. Oh no, but it's Aaron spelled A R O N. Everybody asked. He's so sick of telling people that it's one A. <laughs> AA Ron. Uh yeah. <laughs> That's what came to my head, but anyway. Okay. Aaron the Hard. Aaron's such not a like mob name, but that's all right. Okay. Um, um Artie, like Artie the Aardvark. Uh doesn't it doesn't also it also it could just be Jimbo. Uh it doesn't have to start with an A, but you know, I guess if we're kind of still leaning into that that cutesy alliteration, thing a bit, I mean, I love alliteration. alliteration. Like, yeah, there's, there's something Arnie, Arnie the Aardvark, or Anthony, Anthony. Okay, I mean, yeah, if we're going the the, it's, the it's Italian a- mafia stereotypes, sure, yep, yep, okay, Tony. <laughs> My name's Anthony. Bang! Just starts taking out Just kneecaps. Kneecaps. All right. So, what sort of- So, are we talking- <laughs> I do like this as a sort of a platformy world, though. Like, yeah. the rest of the world is in that, like, cartoonish- I mean, the whole world oh, is yeah. in the cartoonish style, but your role within it is just- a bit darker than the usual platformer protagonist. It, it's kind of like a Conker's Bad Fur Day in the fact that, you know, yes, there's- Yes, but less, less crude and more- Less- Crude just and more violence. mature themes. Yeah, yeah. Not just poop uh, jokes everywhere. Yeah, and there was a bit of there was a quite a lot of like misogynistic crap in that. I'm pretty sure as well. Like it was pretty Probably. insensitive. Uh, whereas we're just going to roll into a ball and break people's knees. 
Exactly. So, ooh, what if one of the one of the superpowers that you can actually get is you start to spin the bat, you turn yourself into a ball, and the bat hits you hits you <laughs> off in the in the distance, like. <laughs> You hit yourself with the, like, yeah, okay. That sounds like something that a, that a cartoon aardvark would be able to do. Yeah. Does the rest of this world act in a platformy way, or is the fact that you go around jumping on people's heads just because you're a violent mobster? Ooh, that's a very good question. Because I love that idea of the first time you, like, go to bounce on someone, you know. You, you, every time you jump, you kind of, if you hold the jump long enough, you go into the ball, kind of like Sonic does. Um, and just, and like, then you just crush someone, someone's and head. Crush, and they're just <laughs> bleeding. And it's like, oh, what did you do? <laughs> you can't go around just jumping on people. Yeah, especially because you- I dropped all my coins and my rings. They're everywhere. What happened? <laughs> I was taking them to the bank. <laughs> okay, so I'm, I'm picturing that. I mean, I don't even know where aardvarks normally live, so I'm just going to say that they live around the same place that sloths would would do, which is jungly sort of. I think that they don't, but that's fine. I think aardvarks are more desert-ish sort of. Um, this one, this one's just moved to the forest. Yeah, that's fine because then they, then it explains why he's the only aardvark there. Yeah, yeah, and you know. I'm picturing that he came in as a very young aardvark, and the sl- and the sloths sort of took him mm. under their under their three toed paws, as it, as it were, and sort of realised that he stumbled into into violence a lot of the mm. time because he was a bit clumsy and you know had a very hard shell. So it was yeah. So he's got the he's got a bit of a hard head. He's got a hard shell. He can he can take a beating. As well. Mm. I love that. I love that you can have a really cool, like, symbol with the three-toed, like, turning the three-toed sloth hand into a cool, like, gang symbol kind of thing. It's an interesting little twist. I feel like you could do that well. It's like, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I've just just done a hand symbol where I've got, like, the two middle fingers and, like, the thumb Uh, and the pointer together. Yeah, (laughs) not not the uh, live long and prosper, but- um, No. Should do that. <laughs> there you go. I can. I can do it. I can do it. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, okay. So I like that. That 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 makes sense. You just you start off getting missions for the mob. Essentially, shake down so someone. Over I don't. Here, I don't think this is. I don't think this is a built up somebody. sort of town sort of thing. I think all the um all the houses and stuff are just built into the trees and stuff like that. So yep. it's got that that sort of mystical quality. Yeah, you're in like a magical forest of of whimsical creatures. Yeah, like if, if you have to go down by the docks, you you literally just go down near the river, and there's like this, you know, sort of not quite built up area. But yeah, it's, the beavers there have have created have a dam and created, all sorts of started, stuff. They started a dam or whatever, like they're working on it, but they haven't paid their protection money, so you destroy the dam. Exactly, they have to start over. They knew. Okay, so where the streamer integration comes in in this game is more about what power-ups are available to your character on each of these levels. And, you know, are they are they good? Are they bad? You know, what, what are the enemy types and that sort of stuff that you're going mm. to get so that they have a little bit more control over either screwing you over or- Well- so, I think with a game like this, you probably don't need constant integration. No. I feel like that's probably too much. I wonder if this comes down to- maybe. You oh, can- well, I was talking about, like, on a level, is like, here are the power-ups that you can get that, you know- Right. Maybe this so time they, gonna, they've- They essentially they want you to be able to- almost. Yeah. Yeah, that, that, that could be fine. I, I would like to bring in something thematically to- uh, where they get to sort of help you make decisions on, all right, this person hasn't paid up. Do I just break their arms or do I kill them? Oh, I love the idea that at any time you can go, okay, chat, hit a button, and it's like save, save, or save or smash. <laughs> yeah, and you just see the like the pole going up on either side. Uh, it's there's an interesting <laughs> there's an interesting thing there about responsibility of violence and who's actually making a decision. It's like, well. <laughs> The voice is in my head. Told me to out of my hands, and I think if you go against what the audience says, mm. you get penalised. Mm. Yeah, but I think again though, in game, it's sort of the audience is essentially deciding what the organisation wants you to do, and so if you go against that, then you get penalised by like the the, the organisation, yeah. yeah, 
or your or your higher ups or whatever. Uh, oh, and that- sell, sell the slot. Like he, sell. he's yeah, he's right at the top. You know, he's this old grizzled mafioso, yeah, sort of yeah. guy. I can just oh, just picturing you know him doing that that sort of Godfather drawl, and <laughs> he's doing the the very Italian um, hand movement, except it's just because he literally has a slot. Has- <laughs> Three, three, three fingers, three fingers in this. <laughs> it's all uh, he can do. <laughs> that's that's cool. I I almost want to bring in not quite the besties system, but like you want the the hierarchy. Oh, I forgot about the besties system. The hierarchy there. Uh, we should just do an episode of the besties system. Uh, oh yeah, We're, that that's ne- that's next week. Next week. Oh, <laughs> uh, actually, maybe the week after because next week will probably be Christmas. Oh yeah, we'll need to do a Christmas. Yeah, yeah. Oh no, the week the week after will be our, our game of the year, and um. Well, but you know, so a lot after. of the games of the year, a lot of the really did have games the best. Is did have the best. It's really taken uh, off. It it may be it may be our perfect <laughs> perfect one to to come Just in. Just coincidentally, might all the games may make use of that system. Yes, uh, but our no. patent our patented system. Yeah, has nothing, nothing like the nemesis, the nemesis system, system at all. Nothing to do. It's all about the best friends, not not. We try to take things non-violent. Yes. Uh, there are anti-besties. I think we had in that yes. system, but that's more of a technicality sort of thing. Anyway, but for this game, I don't think we use that. But I do think you have the hierarchy, and I think you are moving up the ranks. Uh, and of course, yeah, like your reputation of whether you follow uh, the decisions made by the players slash organization uh, obviously affect that. But there needs to be a balance there. There needs to be a reason why you would sometimes go against that. And whether that's just because if you, you know, you're surrounded and if you kill them, then you know that you're going to be attacked and you might not survive or that you might get more money for letting them go or, yeah. Yeah. Um, I was just wondering whether we want to bring in like a a Sleeping Dogs, if you remember that that game where you're actually an, a, a, having to work undercover and that and, mm. and keep both sides sort of happening, maybe partway through the game you get approached. Who, uh, what sort of animal, dom- like, are the police mostly? I mean, Like pigs. some sort of big cat? <laughs> I mean, yeah, p- wild pigs, yeah, I mean. <laughs> a wild boar. It's a bit on I the mean. nose, though. That's a bit on the nose. It's a bit on the snout. I, I smell bacon, you know, it's like. <laughs> let's just run with it. <laughs> cool. I think let's let's go again. Click again. No, click okay. click. Landed teacher. Tall resemblance. Okay. Okay. I'm thinking of some sort of- something around the features on the face. I was going to say some sort of guess who situation. I don't know that the actual gameplay is anything like guess who, but I do like the idea of the audience essentially getting to have some say in facial features of someone that you are trying to recognize. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe it's something to do with a substitute teacher coming into the classroom. Ooh, what if it's like, if you remember Spy Party, how mm. like you could have, you know, someone physically walking around and, and, you know, trying to blend in and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. What if it was one of these things where your, your, um, your stretch, you, your Twitch team could actually, or your, you know, Twitch viewers could choose what your target looked like and gave you vague, were able to choose what vague clues they, they handed to you at what time. You just made me think of something a bit different. Yeah. But what if there was spy party mechanics, except the, there was no indication on the screen of who the player was controlling? So it's literally the Twitch audience does not know who the player is. Oh, because they okay. can't see the player's controls, right? They're all they're seeing is what's on the screen. And so if the player is controlling their character well enough, they know who they are just by looking at the screen. Then there's something to do with like the Twitch audience guessing and figuring out who that is. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just like that general idea. I feel like that could be a fun little thing of a game specifically designed on sort of spy party, except the the, the sniper, essentially. Sniper. It wouldn't have to be a sniper in this case, but is the audience. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, effectively, it's Twitch plays spy party. And yeah, I guess so. <laughs> I'm now, yes. I'm now picturing that, they, that they're like- Left a bit, left, left, up, left, left. <laughs> well, no, I think it would have to be a bit different. I think it would have to be a fixed camera and you're not necessarily trying to snipe them. I think it's more about trying to figure out who they are for whatever other reason. Um, 
I guess the only challenge is how do you even let the player know who they are? Other well, than they, that, that's the one that starts responding to their controls. Well, it's sort of like if you think about, um, say, a VR game where you can actually be in there, you, you'll get, you've got your own view, but what you're actually displaying to the people is just like right, an overview okay. of the party. Right. Uh, that's interesting. I guess you could just have the actual Twitch view be a sub section of the screen as well right yeah it doesn't have to it doesn't have to be in the middle of the you know it can sort of give an overview of the whole party and all this sort of stuff and it's just mm. well but i'm saying do, are you saying that then uh, like because the- you don't you don't want it you know sort of going back and forth and all this sort of stuff or occasionally it just switches between different security cameras oh yeah yeah yeah. what i was saying though is is maybe that you you only broadcast a partial section of your screen right to twitch so the player has more information than uh, than the Twitch. Yeah, I was just saying that um, it, it kind of kind of like when when you're playing, um, you know, certain games like um, oh, what's it called? Uh, Keep talking, no one explodes. Hmm. It never showed what what was on your headset to to the audience. It showed a, like a totally different screen, which just had the manual and stuff. Yeah, so okay, you can yeah. you can show like a separate camera show like right. Gotcha, and that kind of makes a little bit more sense for that disconnect that you were you were talking about, right? So you're saying you show the Twitch audience something completely different than what the player. So the player is controlling yeah. it just like maybe a normal third person kind of view, or even or a VR. first person view like VR. I think in VR, it'd be really hard in VR because if you're actually tracking hand movements and stuff, like that's really hard for AI to emulate if you're trying to hide within amongst AI players. Uh, I think that, one of that, that's if you actually have, you know, the the actual hands being Yeah, I guess like- it could more just be that the the hands are like you're saying, okay, you're pointing at something to pick up and the AI does Yeah, I, I guess you could do yeah. that. You you essentially need to make it that any yeah, any visual uh any visual representation of the player's choices are made in the same way as if an AI had chosen to do it. So and okay. there's lots of different ways that you could actually do it. I mean, I couldn't, I, I wouldn't expect that you couldn't like have a separate window that you could then, you know, have that as the selection for, for OBS and that's streaming out yeah, as well. Look, like, look, let's, let's forget about the logistics of it. Let's pretend, yes, you can have a completely different, uh, you know, rendered view going to Twitch versus, uh, what the player sees. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure there are ways to do it. So rather than, I don't want this to just obviously be a just Twitch play spy party, though. No, no, no. We've got teacher. I think this is set in a school. Mm-hmm. And I do like the idea of sort of seeing through security cameras in that way. Ooh, I like the idea now that you said teacher. And I forgot that that was one of our, our words. Effectively, the Twitch audience are the teacher. Oh, okay. And, and you're a student? And, and you're, you're a student and you're 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 being naughty. <laughs> <laughs> Like so, essentially, your goal is to get away with as much stuff without your Twitch te- audience teacher catching, realizing you. which one of the twenty-five students is you. <laughs> That's interesting because I think you'd still want the AI uh, students to play up sometimes, obviously, because oh yeah, you can't be the only one passing notes or throwing paper airplanes or whatever. Do you then have specific goals? That as the player that you need to get away with, or is it just get away with as much as you can? Some of your goals could just be feed the goldfish. Uh, it could be, you know, take Harry the turtle out for a walk. Um, I feel like there needs to be though an, an in uh, a, a narrative reason or an, an in-game reason of why the teacher cares about a specific student, which is you. Like, why did they? Why does that teacher need to identify someone in the class? Um, Rather than just the sort of meta idea of you're trying to figure out who the player is, you know, at least in Spy Party, it's like, you know, a spy trying to do something and there's, you know, someone from the opposing whatever. Okay. You, you've got to, to stab, the, you got to stab the turtle. You've got to like, <laughs> <laughs> you got to beach the, well, beach like, the fish. What? what <laughs> Be naughty. <laughs> what reason would, I'm trying to think of why a teacher would come into a class and they're like, oh, okay, like, I need to figure out, like, who- I mean, it could be something ridiculous. It could literally be, like, you're a human in a world full of androids or something, right? Like, and, and the teacher is also an android, and they and they they know there's a human in their class. And so, they're trying to figure out who the human is. But it just so happens that all the students look like they're just wearing, like, a cardboard box. 
They're very lo-fi androids. Yes. <laughs> and they all complain about low oil and, you know. <laughs> yeah. Despite the, the whole free- freezing up oil can. Oil can. And sometimes you have to oil from- them. Yeah. Uh, I think there's something there, but I don't think we want to go too much deeper on actually figuring out, like, where that idea sits. I do. Yeah. That is that is a fun, interesting way. I, I like that idea of a different screen for the streamers. I think that's something we could play with a bit more, too. So, yeah. we'll see what comes next. Ooh. Advanced mining. Artistic delight. Okay. So, mining made me think of some sort of- Minecraft dish or like oxygen not included base building situation. Yep. Um, what was yours? Delight. Artistic. Artistic delight. Okay. Hmm. There's something about like Minecraft creative mode where you're trying to like build something, you know, somewhat artistic or that sort of stuff. Um, but Minecraft already exists. So let's. I mean, you could do something- Try to take mining somewhere else. You could do something where- Because you're right, mining in that way leads to that sort of game where it's around craft- It's around finding materials and crafting with them. You could definitely have, like, an art-based crafting game like that where- You're mining for paint. Well, that's- Well, not specifically mining for paint, but, like, you need to find the right bugs to crush up or- You need to find the- You need to find the paint vein. If you don't find the paint vein, then you can't you can't pump out all that all that luxurious all paint. That sweet, sweet paint. Okay, all right. I like an idea. I like a bit of a magical world there of where yes, paint flows beneath the ground. And um, I mean, chisels. I'm thinking that the only color that paint comes in is white, and then you and have then to you actually have to dye it in some way. You have to dye it in some other and way, and that's it. the collecting collecting all the bugs and all that sort of stuff. Now it could just be that. You know, in this particular town or whatever, whatever, you've got to do certain paint houses, certain colors and all this sort of stuff. And, and those colors and stuff could be chosen by the audience. Is like, this a, is this a world where art, you are discovering art in this world in the same way that sort of technologies evolved or different things? So like, yes, you're I think the first ev- person to strike paint and have a paint, you know, uh, geyser come up out of the ground. Okay, I think what actually happens in this world, when you first come in, it is that grey default texture. Mm-hmm. When, when you open up a Unity world. Okay. And when you, when you strike paint, like it all sort of slops down and, you know, paints it, paints it white. And it's like, oh, this is like a, a really bright colour. And then you, you crush a bug and it's got like this other sort of colour. And as you start doing this stuff to I the guess world- I the challenge like- with that is like, why does that bug have colour in it if it was- if everything was grey before? Or, you know, how do you- uh, I mean, I do like the idea of, of sort of filling- <clears throat> of filling in this world. It all comes from underground. So, it's like when you, when you break in- when you start mining and- Right. And that sort of stuff. Break into like the colour caves. Yeah. And that starts infecting different parts of the world and- What sort of- uh what different sort of- Art could we bring into this book? Because, like, obviously, painting is not the only kind of art. Sculpture no. is obviously Sculpture. something. So, are there ways to you, know, are you perhaps crafting tools, chisels, hammers mm. uh, to be able to then craft areas of rock into nice shapes? I mean, sculpture is really, really easy. I mean, it's one of the easiest things. You you have a block of something, and it's it's already got the thing inside it. You just yeah, got to remove all the things that the aren't other the bits thing. Away. Yeah, anyone yeah. can do that. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't get why it's so hard. I mean, it'd be so easy to put into the game because you've already got the model there that you want it to want it to be. You just chisel away all the stuff that isn't that model. And yeah, when I when I so do three D art, I start with a huge block cube of with with a million with a default subdivisions. Cube. Yep, default cube with a million subdivisions. Then you take away and just like take the vertices, away the vertices, and then there's no faces left, so it just looks like nothing. Because they're not <laughs> voxels. Oh, that's where I kept on getting it wrong. <laughs> See, you need the Minecraft way of thinking where if you remove it, then it, it produces the other vertices inside it. Like, um, okay, the streaming integration with the painting, that could come into, you know, what is required for the town and that sort of stuff. But it could also be um, what are the more rare colours? What are the- um, Yeah, I do like- Are, are you going to get a raid of, raid of paint bugs right now? Do you like the idea that they could essentially choose your colour palette? 
for this world, like literally the colors that are available to you. Um, and then the player may have some ability to mix colors and different things um, based yep. on that. But uh, yeah, that could be interesting. I kind of like the idea of your town that you're in has like a plague of, of you know, like purple bugs coming, <laughs> like, yeah, take it out. And then, then you got to, you know, clean it all, all down. And if you don't want everything to be purple or you just accept exactly. it, it's like, okay, well, everything's purple now. Mix yeah, in some- if the townspeople aren't happy with that, then- you got to be careful Fuck about that. Fuck them. They just don't understand my artistic talent, my vision. Um, okay, so you've got- What are the different sorts of paints? I mean, you've got oil paints, you've got watercolours. Acrylic. Yep. I think, you know, if you if you strike oil, um, you can you can lay that on <laughs> pretty stri- thick. <laughs> you strike oil paint? Yeah. Yeah. Um- <laughs> <laughs> you, you go down to the river and there's, there's your watercolours, like- Yeah. <laughs> are they uh, is are they uh, are, are, again do they start playing because i mean watercolors without the color bit is just water so it would just be a regular river uh yeah, but you mix but some once of that, you start you, mixing in the bug juice yeah yeah gets, you get your colors it gets slightly more washed out but it's um that's just watercolor for you um <laughs> And then you run, you know, when you get deep enough into the cave, you run into the race of uh, people who are doing performance art, and that the town's Ooh. really not into that. So, oh, you have to it, use the mime caves are the worst. <laughs> the mime caves. <laughs> it's just it's filled not, they're, with they're Mr. Mime. Just in a completely open area, but they keep miming the walls <laughs> and not leaving. <laughs> <laughs> it's not even a cat. They're just on a hill. <laughs> and it's all Mr. Mime because it's a Pokemon <laughs> game now. <laughs> it's just turned into a Pokemon game. No, fuck that. Three, two, one, click. <laughs> <laughs> Sincere power. Educated Ray. Is this Ray from the rave last week? Uh- I was thinking, do I click again? But I'm like. No, we can take Ray in a different-, in a different We can take Ray in a different direction. Well, and we've got power, so it could be something about, like, solar sun rays, you know? Hmm. I, I've just- Something that you just said then, <laughs> I just- I pictured in the middle of a town, like, they're wondering where, where all these solar rays are coming from, and they they were thinking, are they are they actually coming from the sun? And it's like, no, there's a fountain in the middle of the town that is just sparking off all these rays. And I just don't know why my mind went there. <laughs> it's sort of like taking taking the typical okay. things and sort of breaking. Well, I mean, you could go a bit whimsical and, and fantastical with it. And it's like a star dropped into the fountain. It's like a new power source. Um, and this town has, you know, gained access to it. And, and that's brought them forward in their kind of technological journey and they're harnessing the power of it. Yeah. But then maybe it all turns or then the, the star goes dark or something or, or like or they've they've taken it to the such a level that now they're destroying everything because they've expanded so quickly and they've yep. got this limitless power from this star. But is it limitless? Well that's I think it. there is a limit. Well maybe you think, though- maybe you are a freedom fighter because this this A freedom fighter? This this uh, this town, this this area now, this this government, this country or whatever has they have so much power and technological prowess that they're you know corrupted. Down, down everyone else is downtrodden. Yeah, they they're corrupted. They're utilizing everyone to keep all their machines and stuff running now. And now now it's turning into a Rick back. and Morty episode where everyone's you know peddling on their bikes and whatever <laughs> no, just no, to, well, to power they're, this. They're not. Battery. They're not working to create <laughs> the power. The power is there, but then the machines that are being powered still need to be like worked to to create products and different things. Essentially, they've created a horribly corrupt capitalist society. It's a tautology, uh, <laughs> and you are fighting back against it. Okay. Um, obviously, Sincerely. you're educated. Yes. Are you the only one who sort of knows that this this power from from this fountain shouldn't actually be? We should we should study it rather than just using it like straight away. Like we should actually study the source of this power. Yeah. Well, that could be an interesting thing because yes, uh, or just use it for good. Use it to provide food to everybody. Use it to provide you know resources as opposed to just hoarding the products and wealth that 
this society yep. started doing. Uh, I but- think you get ridiculed for it, though, for your- for your yeah, well, and I mean, everyone. I think this is is a very, like I said, like a downtrodden society. So, but everyone sort of they don't understand there's a choice. They don't understand that there's a way out of it because they're living hand to mouth and are reliant on these jobs that pay money. And okay, so- the Twitch integration is all the ridicule, like. Literally, oh, God. <laughs> no, that's opening up. We're, we're like, okay, here's a game that is an allegory for the real world and how capitalism is bad, and you are going to get to play the assholes who, who ridicule the player. It's like, if you're not going to find you, you might as well just be back on Twitter. <laughs> it's, it's called Fountain of Real. <laughs> I uh yeah for the for the streaming integration uh I'm not sure hmm it, what sort of game is this is it because we've done a lot of world building are we just thinking yeah, yeah. kind of an action adventure or a puzzle game perhaps like a puzzling sort of third person puzzler almost of breaking your way in and finding your way through these facilities yeah I do stealth, I do like I do like stuff. a I do like a bit of stealthy stuff I do like a a bit of um yeah just Action adventure going through going through the areas like you were sort of saying. Mm. I think what you could actually have the have the Twitch streamers or the whatever streamers uh, the viewers doing is potentially you know turning off sections of of like cameras and stuff for you and helping yeah. you along the way. I wonder if there's also an aspect of as you build up this revolution, um, you get to start having followers and they're represented by the people watching you get to use their twitch handles and stuff um and that could be randomly generated but but then if if a twitch user becomes a follower oh now they've got some extra power like now they can vote on things or now they can whatever and um the the rest of the audience still has ways to then supplement that vote or whatever but it's those people who get to make particular decisions. Yeah, that that's actually something I haven't really seen where, you know, a particular user that may donate some money and stuff could well, maybe yeah. could actually have some um limited power for five minutes or something like that where they can they can actually influence <laughs> stuff in the game a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. I think you can you can, I think you can definitely implement that sort of thing where it's through payments. Uh I think it's in like Whatever the Twitch currency or something, bits. but is it bits? Yeah, uh, yeah, that could be interesting, and it could be like helping out. Like you said, turning off a camera or making a distraction or turning off the lights. Uh, I'm picturing sort of a not quite a steampunk vibe, but a and not quite retro futuristic. I'm sort of thinking like a it, it's it's futuristic technology, but built in a sort of naive like um, that's not the word I'm thinking of, but. Uh, a basic way. Yep. Um, very simple, simple technology, but then it's powerful, you know? So it looks like it's just been cr- a crude way. That's what I was thinking. Like, it looks like it's being kind of crudely put together and welded in weird spots or whatever, but then it's harnessing some of this sun, this star power, um, to do amazing things, you know? I'm, I'm now wondering whether throughout the game you get sort of different objects that you can use to like, detect pieces of this of this star because i think what's actually right. happened yeah. is it's sort of like been broken up and has been like stored here here there and everywhere but nothing really stops the rays from coming out so you can sort of like put on mm. these goggles and you see and you okay there's see. a big concentration of of these rays coming yep. out of this area over here and that gives you the idea of where to go next or where where they could be putting a lot well, of then, stuff so maybe you want to build up to the big one and you could definitely techno babble that a bit too and it's, it's like okay the the first version of your glasses because yes these these the rays from this star are so powerful they essentially like uh overwhelm through it, everything maybe. at least <laughs> at some frequency yeah. and so you can always see them but it's like oh now i've got a you know i've developed a new lens to go over the top that it only shows me um star rays that have you know, penetrated through a human body. And essentially that's now I can see where all the guards are when I'm looking through this. Uh, You could do some cool stuff like that. Yeah. Um, And I think the more that you actually collect, and I think you're just putting them into your backpack, like- they start being able to see. Oh, look! There's a bit. There's a big one coming our way. <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh, I mean, you know, I like that idea. You're literally putting these like 
super radioactive star pieces and super shiny star pieces into your backpack. But again, it's just this sort of, it, it is got a protective stuff, but it's, it looks like a big, like welding mask or something with the, you know, the sort of darkened glass in it. You can see yep. just the, the light shining out of it. And, uh, yeah, that's, that's really cool. Okay. Let's go for one more. Sure. One more to finish off the episode. Yep. Mm. Lying rumor. Dreamed physics. Hmm. So I like the idea that this is a this is a game sort of being played within dreams, mm-hmm. and that explains why the Twitch streamers or the stri- Twitch stream viewers have complete control over the physics. So they can oh, they can the they physics. can put okay. moon gravity or anything like that in in play at any time, and it all makes sense because your character is dreaming, and anything is possible. <laughs> okay. Uh, where does the rumor and the lies come into it then? Because that made me think of some sort of social engineering, some sort of social uh, uh, deduction game or something. But I mean, I saw lies as in lying down. <laughs> okay, because that kind of worked well with my dream physics thing. thing. And oh, I dream. Okay, lying down, sleeping. Yeah. Okay. So, so I world- I didn't think of because you because you only saw rumor and lies you you kind yes. of connected those two together yes yeah i kind of like this this is an action platformer i mean all i've got in my mind right now is keen dreams um <laughs> but yeah. but with a little bit more um like twitch fuckery <laughs> twitch fuckery we just <laughs> coined a new term on this episode for <laughs> when you have Badly designed streaming integration where your players can fuck with you. Twitch fuckery. <laughs> yes. Uh, okay. So, are the players working against you or for you, or or they're just a lit- like you, like they literally are just there to fuck with you? I I think it's kind of like I've seen a lot of streams recently where people people love having their their viewers come in to try and make. Make it more difficult. For make them, it more difficult, but it's more entertaining because it's like. So is because this it's just- a is this a like tough action platformer? It's like a Celeste or a Super Meat Boy or a VVVVV kind of technically, situation. Technically, it could be the easiest platformer in the world, but if you add Twitch integration into that and Twitch fuckery, it becomes the hardest in the world. Like, yeah, <laughs> effectively, it could just be Mario with Twitch fuckery, like. They change yeah, the gravity yeah, yeah. halfway through your jump and you fall into a pit. Like, <laughs> I wonder though, like you probably need, the player will definitely need some ways of countering the Twitch fuckery, I think. Um, whether that is that, oh shit, the, the gravity's just reversed, but I've got a, like I, I acted fast enough to like double jump and dash back onto, you know, the ceiling. <laughs> um, but then they reversed your controls on you and you ended up, you know, halfway oh, through the jump. That's a bit it, harsh. It happens. Controls. It happens that it, like, there's there's stuff out there with what people have done with Twitch fuckers. Oh, I'm sure they have. Uh, I, I think- that does reverse controls and all this sort of stuff. And it's only, you can choose. As a Twitch streamer, you can choose what- um, Yeah, yeah, yeah. What uh, uh, what options what are things available. things you're going to allow for your for your- Certainly, certainly. I just, I want to find that balance though, because it would be very easy just to make a game that is completely frustrating and unplayable for the player mm-hmm. as the Twitch fuckery occurs. What about left-hander mode? All of a sudden, the, um, the face buttons become your direction buttons and your direction buttons become your, become your face buttons. Sure. So I you want to jump, you got to press the bottom face, <laughs> the bottom direction button. There's a ton <laughs> of stuff we could do. And in fact, like, I, I kind of like the idea of it starts as, the simplest platformer, it's literally like a flat surface that the player can run across. And it's only once the Twitch people start adding things that the landscape starts to change and spikes start to appear. And like, they don't get to place them, obviously, but they're sort of voting for, you know, what's coming next in a way. Uh, but then, yes, also having the ability to to alter the gravity or essentially bring in new elements as the game goes along. So it's sort of a it's sort of a procedurally generated platform, but the procedural the proceduralization is driven by the Twitch audience. Um, and if you don't have a Twitch audience, I think we put in there that it, it's sort of like a a practice mode where it'll ramp up and it will start yeah. adding in things random. But the benefit of the Twitch audience, especially once they start to know the game, is it might be like, okay, well, we're going to add in a reversed gravity area 
and uh, and spikes and uh, conveyors because we know that that particular combination creates things that are like really hard to control because the gravity's constantly flipping in there. Um, meaning that you might <laughs> fall into the spikes. And if you don't fall into the spikes, you're going to get on a conveyor belt accidentally that pushes you into the spikes or whatever, right? Yeah. Like, uh, that you're sort of taking all those different elements of a platformer and the, where the audience integration comes in is, is mix and matching those for sort of the next section. Um, cause then I can picture situations where, cause for one, the player's got a bit more ability to re, it's not just, oh, shit's changed on me mid jump. Um, it's more, what am I coming up against next? Oh shit. It's okay. I've got some gravity stuff. It's like, oh fuck. You put in, you know, this type of monster in here as well, that like, you know, they, they throw projectiles. So they are affected by the gravity, which puts them into like a much more difficult thing. And so it's more about the player reacting to like realizing what the audience is, is about to put them through for this next section, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I'm imagining that again, you could, you could have this. Integrated into if you've got something that you really want to get in, you can, um, you know, put forward some money and you'll get, you'll get yeah, added you to, a, to a queue into, into the fact that you can now choose something that, that will automatically, you know, get added or something like that. Yeah. And this sort of thing will work well for those like charity streams and different things. It's yeah. like, I'm going to play Twitch fuckery, the video game for, you know, 10 hours straight and whatever you throw at me. I'll get through, and if you put more money in, then you get to choose. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm just picturing that there's like a desert bus level, um, <laughs> where it's sort of like for six hours you've got to hold, you got to hold right, but you've occasionally, got to hold right, but occasionally <laughs> have to jump. Yeah, occasionally <laughs> have to jump, and it's <laughs> twitch fuckery for hope. <laughs> I mean, that would be an interesting thing that 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 could just occur naturally, because like I said, if the players don't choose anything. It is just an endless thing. So that could actually be something that the players come up with. It's like, okay, nobody put anything in for the next hour and a half, but then put in one, like put in the, you know, the minimum level of just, you know, altered terrain or whatever, um, that would, that would put that block there. Yeah. yeah. That's cool. There, there's, there's something about a game like that that could just be a lot of fun and just be, very I'd, be I'd love to. That's the sort of thing that I feel like you could build. You know, I'm, I'm in a prototype version, not relatively easy, not necessarily relatively easily, because actually getting it to work well with all those elements in a procedural way is obviously difficult. But it could even just be in a similar way to like a Spelunky level or whatever. Depending on the number of elements you've got, you hand create certain sections um, where either that involve one or two of those elements. And then there's like, and you know, this block could be spikes if they've chosen spikes, or it could be an acid pit if they've chosen acid pit or whatever for that area. Yep. Um, and then you just sort of merging them all together to, to do that. Uh, and then getting the emergent gameplay that comes from that. So like, oh, they've chosen acid pits, um, but the monsters that they've chosen are, uh, you know, the, the floaters that, that, get powered up by the acid fumes or whatever, whatever it is, right? Like there's certain synergies essentially between the different elements that could go into the platform levels. Yep. I can definitely see that. That's cool. Cool. All right. Well, that's it. That's our streaming integration episode. Yeah. Uh, I think that that was okay. It wasn't probably our- Look, I think that was a tough one. I think that was a tough one because it's it's very hard But we're to- learning. We are learning. Yeah. Um, and look, I think we definitely come up with some interesting techniques there and interesting ways to apply- uh, that audience participation. Yeah, definitely. So, if you want to find us online, check out some of our previous episodes, including the last three episodes, which have all been part of this Click Pitch, Click Pitch Garage series. Then go to podchaser.com slash bitstorm. All of our episodes are up there and uh, shoot us a review. Let us know what you thought. Do you like the music that you hear at the start and end of each of our episodes? That song is called Mount Defiance and it's on the album Containment Value by the band Kuradust. Go Google it. Go Goo. Go Google it. So it's for free on Bandcamp. So thank you again for joining us this week on Bitstorm. I'm Ben Slinger. I'm Trevor Scott. And we're the Twitch audience. Anthony. <laughs> it's me, Sal, the Sloth.
Radio. Fakt.